Hi, this is Kamaria. Hello. Is this, uh, this is Terrence. Hi, Terrence. How are you? I'm doing great. Did I call too early or? <laughs> no, you're actually fine. You're actually fine. It's as soon as uh, we're both on the line, TalkShoe decides to go ahead and start recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. That's why I didn't say anything for like the first 55 seconds. I was like, did it say it's recording? Okay, got it. Can you pronounce your first name again? It is. It's Kamaria Richmond. Kamaria. Okay, that was uh, one of the options I had. I don't like to mispronounce people's names, but Kamaria. All right. Well, thank you, Terrence Patterson. And yes, and I always have, <laughs> I always have talks you on mute. And it's as soon as I look away that uh, it goes, the show has started. And I'm like, wait, I still have it on mute. <laughs> but I, I am excited to talk to you. You are the president and CEO, and is it Paragon Multimedia LLC? That's correct, Paragon Multimedia. Um, I put Paragon in the name, you know, it means model of excellence. So everything I do has to, um, you know, just meet a good standard that, you know, for people to want to take the time out to watch. Uh, especially my, my project half past jump time. Well, I'm excited because I listened to uh, some of your episodes on the uh, half past time, and it's mm -hmm. such a great concept. I know that it's stories from you talking to your grandmother and how she and your grandfather met and the whole uh, Harlem Renaissance, but let's start from from the beginning, and I know you had some questions, and I have some questions that I just wanted to, to start with myself. Um, sure. Why, why this project? Why this particular project? That's actually a really good question. This project, like you said, you alluded to earlier, was uh, based on some conversations uh, that I had with my grandmother. Um, so it has um, a meaning to me personally, so which is going to help me better tell the story. Um, and also, my my mother uh, was a big fan of sci-fi. This she's a part of a demographic that I thought has been you know sorely missed as far as uh, media being catered toward them. And she loved the sci-fi channel. She was always on it. If it wasn't on that, it was on Lifetime, or it was on you know BET, or it was something HBO, something like that. She really liked. Uh, sci-fi adventures and I said hey I'm gonna create this show uh, again based on the conversation I had with my grandmother uh, when I used to visit her uh, in Florida when uh, we lived probably like a hundred miles away so we would see her you know see her often enough but uh, every time I would you know visit with her I would you know pepper her with questions about you know her when she was young because I was just kind of curious like that as a kid um, so yeah that's the genesis of the story um, and uh, I have two female leads which is you know something also that I think uh, African-American leads that um, is rare um, and storytelling as far as that, you know, being, you know, as far as digital media is concerned. So I want to make a contribution to that. So that tied with uh, the stories from my grandmother. I just thought it would be a good way to um, educate people in the Harlem Renaissance, uh, add some hip-hop to it, um, and also, you know, with the sci-fi element, which will kind of have an African uh, origin to it, which is something um, that uh, will probably tell a lot more um, as the story goes on. Wow, and why is it important for you to tell the story? 
Well, that's important for me. Um, I think for me, um, a part of those conversations that I had with my grandmother, aside from the stories that she would tell me uh, about the characters that she would meet in New York, as uh, there's just so many people with so much personality here, a lot of the story was also a lot about me thinking about her life. Um, and as a lot of these memories came back to me as I got older, um, of her being in her 20s and then me being, you know, being young here in New York um, at the time and how our lives either were the same or different on all the things that her and her people in that generation fought for and all the generations after that um, have things from a, I guess, you could say from an anthropological standpoint, I guess. That wasn't a word that I used as a kid, but that's kind of what I come <laughs> to as an adult. Uh, just looking at, just studying um, how things change um, as far as uh, just being a, a person living um, African-American in New York um, and do two different time periods, um, and I just kind of tried to figure out a way to, to how to kind of make those two stories happen, uh, and that's how the sci-fi came into it. It had to be the only way that I could do it. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's kind of how I came to uh, come come up with Half Past Jump Time. Now, I never would have thought about mixing sci-fi and hip-hop. <laughs> That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to really, uh, okay, let's talk about uh, both time periods, Harlem Renaissance and uh, contemporary time. Uh, both have um, two musical genres, uh, jazz, of course, in the Harlem Renaissance and hip-hop now um, that are international, like have taken over pop culture, uh, culture in general from just about every facet in any nation you can think of. It has a presence. There's a rapper or hip-hop or female you know, MC out there just doing it. So uh, I wanted to take that part of it. Um, and then ring with the sci-fi, I wanted to bring some of, you know, and I wanted to focus on hip-hop dance mostly uh, because it is kind of a, a genre within hip-hop that was that's a, something that people can connect to because, in, you know, with some of hip-hop, a lot of people connect to it from a, the beat standpoint, the dance part of it, or whatever the case may be. So I wanted to utilize that part of it um, and then bring that back to um, – a speakeasy type club that the time traveler Harriet LaCroix, uh, that she owns um, in the 1920s, and her uh, she's a time traveler as well, but you know she has to make a living because I guess time travel doesn't really pay, <laughs> so she has to um, she has to have a job. So her her uh, is rare for her to you know of course be a business owner at that time, being a woman African American, and uh, she thinks to uh, bring hip hop dance from a distant relative, her niece, who lives in present-day New York, bring her and a couple of her friends back through a time portal and help her save her speakeasy. That's a, a big part of season one. Right. And tell us about about the character, about Harriet. Harriet, yeah, she's uh, definitely... She's uh, a little character. extra. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely a little extra. She... Um, is one of those charismatic characters. I wanted her to uh, be someone who would hang out with, you know, the Josephine Vegas of the time uh, in the 1920s and, and have those kind of people be uh, performers who come through the speakeasy and also for her to visit uh, contemporary New York and having uh, – Knowing people that are popular here in our pop culture would be a Beyonce, whoever the case may be, and maybe bringing them back for a night to go to the 1920s and try out a number or something, and that's some another way that I could bring the hip hop into it. Um, but Harriet, definitely interesting character. She 
um, has a ring um, that actually uh, opens a time portal. So, uh, it is part of her bloodline, um, which alludes to her niece in the contemporary times. That's another probably a, a B story of, this, of the show, um, is that um, it's part of her bloodline, and one day the contemporary uh, character uh, who's played by Casey Pritchett, um, she, her name's Aaliyah, the character, she will inherit this power to be able to open these portals, um, but that's a whole other story. Um, so yeah, Herod, again, like I said, very interesting character, charismatic. Uh, she uh, is no nonsense. Uh, she has to be in that time, uh, in the 1920s, uh, being a business owner uh, and just trying to make her way as a woman in, in that time period. So I really wanted to focus on that. Um, and uh, focus also on her being a business owner and entrepreneur at that time, um, and then kind of juxtaposing that to some things that she may do in contemporary times as well. So we got a lot of story that we can play with, and Harriet is definitely the central character, um, and also her niece um, of the Aaliyah character. Uh, she um, is also in contemporary New York, uh, trying to make it as a dancer, actor, performer. Um, her immediate goal right now is, of course, to maybe be a backup dancer to someone like Beyonce or someone, you know, in pop culture. That's her immediate goal right now. But then, you know, as the stories go on, she will have bigger dreams and goals, and we will follow her path through that, um, taking her to the 1920s as well and uh, seeing how that life treats her um, as opposed to what's happening in contemporary life for her. So ever so often she will go through the time portal, and um, we'll get to follow her over there. So that, that's wow. definitely that's another character, yeah. Wow, interesting. And and tell us about the importance of using the Harlem Renaissance. Um, again, of course, uh, we hear about it a lot. Um, uh, we all, a lot of people, fascinated with it. Um, be it be a, a kind of. Uh, I guess I wouldn't say esoteric, but it's just one of those things that you grew up with. in my household. I grew up with it being a reference point for a time period where our African American culture was at the centerpiece of um, a lot of the culture. Again, reflective of what's going on now, um, and mm -hmm. also how um, they are not able to sometimes maybe capitalize on that, uh, being that they are the originators of certain styles. Be it, in this case, it'd be hip hop, dance, and contemporary, and jazz in 1920s, um, and there's some other stories that. Um, I've learned through some research um, about, I want to kind of also focus on everyday people because we do hear a lot of stories about the luminaries, uh, the Josephine Bakers and those, and those people, um, but I wanted to go um, and really kind of focus on some everyday people that work, um, that were living in the 1920s in Harlem. Um, Harlem Renaissance, again, is a cultural hotbed for a lot of stories that I could tell, um, and also focus on characters that we may not have known about. Um, through our, you know, the reading that you've done, if you've ever done an outside reading on the Harlem Renaissance. Because um, when I was in school, of course, with history, we kind of touched on it, but it definitely wasn't something that we focused on. I wanted to focus on it, uh, but I wasn't the teacher at the time because it just really interested me. So as an adult and in college, I did my own research. And again, now with this web series, you know, Half Past Dunk Time, I get to learn more about it. So um, having a good time doing the research on it. Um, and I just want to help, you know, bring those stories to people, uh, have a, you know, with a bigger audience. Um, via this web series. And how is it writing about women, and in particular uh, an African-American woman in this time? Um, you know what? Uh, that's such a good, that's actually another good question. I've been thinking about that a lot. It's been a lot in the, in the news about, um, you know, recently with Tyler Perry and other people. Um, with somebody that you know that I do respect, um, but for me as a writer, I um, 
kind of struggle with it somewhat because I know that um, me, you know, being a man and writing stories, uh, especially these two female leads, um, that I did struggle with, um, and I hats off to my actors and my other producer, um, kind of having me do doing my rewrites just kind of takes some things back just because I was looking at it from, you know, from a male perspective, but in my mind I'm thinking of it uh, because they're female characters. So as I would say certain things or the characters would say certain things, the actor, uh, actresses were playing and were like, you know, the lines are great, <laughs> but that's, you know, that's kind of what a man would say. Like, I don't think the character from a female perspective, not saying that all women are the same, but those particular characters that they're trying to portray wouldn't, maybe respond things to, uh, to things of the way that I set them up in the story. So uh, I'm actually definitely looking to um, have a small writing room, for, you know, maybe two other act, uh, writers. Um, and definitely since it's female-led, definitely um, with some female writers. Uh, that's something I've definitely been exploring, uh, putting the word out there. And I can do it right now, <laughs> putting the word out there if anyone's interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you can definitely, you don't have to be in New York. You can definitely reach out to me and uh, we can, you know, writing something you can do. Uh, from coast to coast, we can all, you know, we can always Skype and do it. But um, and, and also with the directors too, I definitely want a lot of female directors on the episodes, um, just to to give it the feel that I needed that it needs to to do. I actually want to try directing myself. I have never done it, but uh, I think one of these episodes I'm, I'm going to try. But, yeah. Wow. And tell us, when did you start? When did you start writing? I started writing. Um, I would say probably about. Uh, ten, 10 years ago uh, when I was working, uh, during the day I was working at a law firm uh, doing project management uh, with eDiscovery, and then um, I also was uh, working with uh, a great uh, producer friend of mine. Uh, she went to NYU. Uh, my name is Beverly Orozco, and uh, I work with her production company, and uh, I was doing a lot on the producing side, uh, calling to work with investors, uh, working to develop the story. Uh, and then eventually after reading so many scripts, I said, you know, I read so many good ones and a lot, a lot of bad ones. I know what, you know, what is good and what's bad in my eye. I haven't read thousands of them. Um, I just started to take writing uh, seriously. I thought I had a lot of great ideas and I said, you know what, uh, especially now with the platforms that you can, you can tell any story you want now, you know, with YouTube and all of that, it just takes you uh, perseverance, a camera and a great script and some actors. Um, and you can get it done. Um, so for me, the writing, um, again, it wasn't something that um, I thought I would do um, and maybe even enjoy. I'm going to put it out there. Because, you know, it, it's something that, um, as all the books that I read about writing, um, it is kind of tedious <laughs> to sit down and just put down words and hopefully that it makes sense and that you're creating a story and you're creating an environment that other people are going to find interesting. That is a hard thing to do because there's so many distractions that people can there's so many things on YouTube. There's so many uh, video games, television, streaming. There's Amazon. There's a lot of things that can strike people. So you have to be, like I said, hopefully with this story, it's very unique that it'll get people interested um, in watching it. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the episodes that I watched are very good. It's very interesting. It's a great concept. And Terrence, talk to us a little bit more about your your company, you know, why you wanted to start the company and I think uh, with like a lot of people um, I worked in corporate America for quite some time and I felt like um, my night job was either at one point I even had a, a record label and was working in a law firm and was working <laughs> at night trying to get oh my uh, producing a pl and, and producing a play at night. 
sometimes sitting out in the cold in New York waiting for people at other places so I can give up my flyers. This was flyers. This is before uh, social media. Um, <laughs> there was a yeah, there was a play called Yo Soy Latina, I believe it is, and that was a great play here in New York. And uh, I would sit out there. So one time I remember it's like 14 degrees, but I just felt like yeah, I had to do what I had to do because you know in New York you just have to hustle. I mean, anywhere in America you got to hustle. Uh, so the parent. Um, so I'm sorry. What was your question again? Um, kind of. Oh, just um, your company, like why you started the company. And why I started other, it? Yeah. Yeah. And some of the other projects that you might want to. Um, to why I started it? I think why I started is um, also, I guess, like a lot of entrepreneurs, you feel that there's a need in the market that you're not seeing fulfilled, and I felt like these kind of, I guess, you would say, cross genre projects that I had, uh, especially like you know this. Uh, Half-ass jump time with the Harlem Renaissance, sci-fi, and hip-hop. Um, just you know, just a mix that you probably would never see. So, I wanted to create projects like that. And I think, like I said before, alluding with my mother and and uh, and even women in general, and maybe African American audiences internationally, uh, just some sci-fi. Just there's starting to be a good momentum in that now, and I'm glad to see a lot of it is happening. You know, places like Africa, um, particularly with Nigeria. Um, there's a good series, you know, I think it's, it's Queen Anon, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, there's a lot of good uh, African-American-based uh, um, media that's coming out. Uh, and I just thought I could create, create a company that could help fill a void there. Um, be it uh, projects that um, I want to put out to, like in half past jump time to maybe from a historical standpoint, or there are ones, there are projects that I hopefully uh, will be on a larger streaming service, uh, maybe a deal with Netflix or something like that. But uh, right now, I just want to work with uh, the project I have now, a couple of more that I have. I have um, another one, actually. It's an anime that I want to do um, with an intergalactic spy. She um, crash lands here in Brooklyn, and um, she... Kind of actually, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more, probably more than I would tell anyone else, uh, but this particular project, I, I came across a couple of articles, uh, and I don't know if you have as well, like you'll be on Facebook or whatever, and you, there's a lot of, um, I guess, uh, missing women here in America, particularly African-American uh, people of color. Uh, and one article I read, I don't know, you know, you have to verify this stuff a lot of the time on Facebook and what have you, but it was just a large number. I think it was like 6,000. Uh, young African American women that are just missing in America across the, over a span of years. And I was like, that is a large wow. number. Like, why is no one? Why is no one talking about this? Uh, so this story with uh, this intergalactic spy, I guess for me, is to come and address that. Like, that's my way of trying to address societal things that I want to speak about. And I maybe a part of her crash landing here, not being able to return where she came from, is to help solve some of these. Maybe we can get them. Um, focus on this particular issue. Uh, I definitely want to delve into it more, but it seems like a, a large number of missing uh, women uh, of all the, of all nationalities here in the States and in Canada and North. It just seems a lot, a lot like people are really not focusing on it. Like there should be, I mean, I don't know if there is, but there should be some kind of task for us because it seems kind of crazy. So some of my stuff kind of stems from stuff like that. Like I want to address that issue and this is me doing it via this anime. Um, another project I have is called The Shoot Game, which um, is a project that uh, came up with um, as a actually a kind of a dare with um, another producer friend of mine that I talked about earlier, Beverly Roscoe. Um, she uh, really likes shoes a lot, <laughs> like a lot of women um, that I know here in New York. Uh, and then one time I, we 
were, I guess, on our way to a, a function or something, and she needed to get some new shoes, and we went uh, dress up. I think we went to, uh, I want to say it was uh, Barney's, I believe, one of the stores. Anyway, um, it took her a lot of a long time to figure out what she wanted, and it had to really like mean something to her. And I was like, "Wow, that's really deep." Uh, so she made it. We actually we were coming up uh, on what the list of projects that we were going to do after we had finished doing an off Broadway play that she had written and produced called The Newlyweds that we did probably for like ten years. Uh, it was a great play. I got a lot of ex- producing experience with that. Um, we're just going to list of projects, and I thought about that time that we had to do that, the shopping experience with her, and I was like, you know, just going through, you know, why did, you know, shoes mean so much to you, and I was telling her from a guy's standpoint as far as, you know, sneakers and and other kicks and stuff like that, what they mean to me uh, and how they make you feel, so uh, I wanted to create a kind of a comedy around that, so that's definitely another series that that's going to be coming out um, very, very soon, hopefully by the end of the year. I'm in pre-production on that. I've written three episodes, um, and one involves sci-fi, but uh, I think it would be a good comedy uh, that people would like um, and gravitate toward. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a couple of the other projects, and I got a few that are um, in pre-pre-development that I'm just kind of ironing out, but I want to come out kind of strong, hopefully by first quarter next year with at least three projects. So yeah, what I'm gonna, I want to put you know Paragon on the on the map as far as good digital, high-quality content uh, that could be used in other platforms, be it a trailer for a movie. Some of the episodes from Map Edge Jump, I could do that. Um, or, yeah, I'm just kind of make it scale is kind of what I'm kind of saying uh, with the shows that I'm going to produce. Wow, that's awesome. You said a, a couple of different things. I definitely think um, focusing on the missing women, because even if it's not in the news, uh, at least if it is, uh, it's, it's digital or it's, it's at least it's out on someone's radar so people can yeah you know if it's on your radar you'll actually start to do like your own research (laughs) exactly yeah you want to bring awareness to it yeah right so you're right yeah that's absolutely that was perfect what you said that was absolutely yeah it's perfect the way you the way you want to do it because it 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 is about that um that awareness and just having good digital content um you know we need that as a society we definitely yeah, need I, good I, digital content <laughs> exactly exactly yeah that's why i want to kind of uh, i am creating some projects that i think are unique and specific uh to some certain genres and um like i said i hope they translate and they make people have discussions now that's kind of my goal and that's another i guess you could say philosophy of the company is to make some projects that uh, people want to talk about and, are, and have some kind of visceral experience about it. I guess like all artists, they want that to happen. Um, so that's uh, definitely one of the game plans for, for me and for the company and for my team. Awesome. And, you know, and I meant to ask you, why did you name uh, the the episode I Have Past Jump Street? Have, oh, I have Past, past Jump Street? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, it is, uh, you know what, It just from the the, the the description of the show, it was hard for me to come up with something that it would uh, encapsulate or encompass um, all of that, the hip-hop, the Harlem Renaissance, and uh, sci-fi. Um, I was actually going through YouTube. Um, I was just uh, going through it. Something came on my feed, and there was a song by a artist uh, from the 40s, I believe, 50s, Mabel Lee, 
who has a song called Half Past Jump Time. And I was like, ah, okay, they kind of gave me some of the nostalgia that I need, uh, the time aspect, he's a time traveler, uh, the jump part, which is alluding to dance, uh, which in my logo has a dance character, you know, a dance uh, silhouette of a dancer. Uh, so it just kind of made sense. Um, and it, it kind of like spoke to me, I guess you could say. It's just one of those things I've said uh, for now. And I, it actually was like a working title, I guess you want to say. Um, and it just kind of stuck. Uh, people kind of like it. So um, I kind of showed it to the initials acronym HPJT. But, um, yeah, uh, that's how I came upon it. Uh, it just I was just scrolling through YouTube. I came across that song, and uh, I saw the song title. I listened to the song. Um, and it was just perfect for it. Um, so, yeah, that's how I came up with it. Okay, and then, and so, and what's, what's coming up next with the series? Okay, um, actually, we have a crowdfunding going on now on Indiegogo, um, and after that, uh, we will uh, go into production on episodes three, four, and five, um, hopefully with the funds that we raise. Um, uh, if not, uh, got a plan to, because uh, you know, I think, you know, with content, um, you have to keep putting it out because people will uh, – we have short attention fans, attention spans, uh, so to speak. So <laughs> I kind of need to – you know, I know that that's a part of – yeah, that's actually a part of what I need to be doing. If I have a couple of projects already in pre-development that I can roll out uh, just because con- people, you know, they, they really – there's so many good shows and things coming out that, they, uh, you know, take away from the time that I want people to devote to the show. Um, so, yeah, um, What's the best way for people to watch it? I think I watched, um, I think, episode on YouTube, and I watched episode on um, yeah. Facebook. So what's, what's <laughs> yeah, the best way the, for people to watch? <laughs> yeah, those are the best way. Uh, the Facebook, um, Half Past Jump Time, I've been in the search bar. Uh, I think it's Half Past Jump Time, the web series. Um, on Instagram, it is uh, HPJ's. HPJT underscore web the web series um, and Amazon Prime you can see it as well uh, we have episode the two episodes up there uh, just you know type in the search bar half past jump time it should come up uh, Vimeo is on as well and on our website uh, half past jump time dot com um, the episodes are there um, again I'm eager and the team is eager to get uh, the, the three episodes that we do have written and. Uh, hopefully we can start rehearsals right after the crowdfunding um, and bring people uh, more episodes so they can know more about the story. Um, I got some big things planned um, for it, uh, especially with the sci-fi part of it. I've been trying to create and come up with ideas for the portal, so I've been speaking with some great editors and some GPs about it. So um, we have some good surprises coming up. So. Wow, that's exciting. And, and Terrence, how can folks um, reach out to you? How, do they con- how can they connect with you? Oh, sure. Um, again, like those writers that I needed, um, uh, anybody who, you know, has any, um, any experience or lives in the New York area or wants to be a part of the project, they can reach out to me at halfpastjumptime uh, at gmail.com. Um, and again, my personal, uh, Terrence, uh, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E dot Patterson, P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N, 1066 at gmail.com. That's another way to get in contact with me. Um, definitely open to any suggestions. Anyone have any great ideas? I'm looking for extras also for some of my scenes. Uh, if you live in New York, uh, tri-state area, want to be an extra. There's some 1920 scenes that need some dancers and uh, some people in the speakeasy. So, yeah, that's some stuff that's coming up. Um, I'm eager to get started. Uh, 
we have a great choreographer, uh, Michael Bishop. Uh, he's ready to go too. So, um, yeah, that's um, kind of where we are right now. That's awesome. Now, did you ever dance? Oh no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like anything professional. Um, it's just something that um, I grew up in the South, so dance is always a part of the family culture. You know, if it's a birthday party, graduation party, family reunion, I think it's with everybody. Like dance is something that connects everybody. Every culture has it, and every right. ritual, basically, <laughs> other than something that takes place in the church. Uh, maybe there are some churches that dance, because I did grow up in the South, so there are some that, you know, they used to stay close to that <laughs> as far as the dance part of it. But, um yeah, dance, it just connects people. I think, you know, when you see it beautifully done, be it hip-hop dance, I think has its own beauty and poise and balance to it, as well as ballet, uh, tap dance. So we, there's a lot of different things I want to um, explore from different cultures as well that will be a part of the show. Um, it's a huge component of the show. Um, again, with the hip-hop dance, I definitely want to um, illustrate um, and highlight. Uh, again, something people uh, can relate to. Uh, you go to a club, there's hip-hop music that you can relate to, and it, it brings back nostalgia for some people. Um, and, you know, contemporary kids now, you know, that's kind of what they like. So um, I thought it would be a good thing to, to bring into the show. Wow, that's exciting. I mean, I wish you the very best because I do think that um, it's something that will be very successful because it's such an interesting concept to bring in uh, the, the Harlem Renaissance and the um, hip hop and sci-fi, something that's truly uh, original. And we have a, a few more minutes. Any last last words for us about you, the company, or halftime? Um, yeah, um, yeah. I think um, even with projects like this, uh, either it's with the crowdfunding on Indiegogo. Um, that people can go and help support. Um, and mostly, I guess you're investing in me and my team. Um, of course, it's one of my first projects that I've done on my own, and uh, people don't know me. So what I want to leave people with is that um, I have a really great team, and they really are passionate about what we're trying to do. Uh, we're all ready to go. Um, like I said, um, they're all invested in it. Uh, the actors themselves are very talented. They have to be able to dance and also act. Um, so we do have a lot that um, in store for a lot of people, and I want people to just focus on the potential of the show. And if they can support it that way, I think that would be the best thing for me uh, that I can take away from um, doing interviews such as this or doing any kind of press or doing the production of the shows themselves. I just want people to be invested in the potential of the show, um, help support it that way, and with word of mouth, uh, we can make something real phenomenal with the show. Wow, I am so happy that uh, we connected. And so we, we're talking to Terrence Patterson, the president and CEO at Paragon Multimedia LLC. You have his contact information. Talk Shoe is live and recording. And of course, once it has completely uh, uploaded, I will share this on social media. And I encourage folks to share it on their network so that we can continue to see uh, some more episodes of Hashtag yeah, Jump Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and being on this platform. And for everyone out there, uh, go take a look at our show. Uh, the best place is our, our website, halfpastjumptime.com. Go to the Episodes tab. We have the two there. Please take a look at it and share uh, what you like or don't like about it. I appreciate it.
Okay. Well, thank you, Terrence. Enjoy the rest thank of you. your evening, and then I'll connect with you shortly. Okay. Thank you, and you have a good night as well. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. And it's the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. So, everyone, have a fabulous evening. Bye bye. <laughs>